But for 16 years, she pretended to work as a professor at a university so that she can gain the respect that her mother-in-law had, like, over the village. Girl, how do I get that confidence? I, <laughs> I was like... Yeah, so I remember when... So I printed out resumes, because my mom made me. <laughs> I printed out resumes, and she would just drag me to all these supermarkets and everything. Your and mom's like, such yeah. a boss. <laughs> yeah, she is. And then, so I handed in some resumes, and yeah. I, I'm just waiting for summer to end. Like, I feel like summer just makes me really angry. Summer in Queensland makes me really angry. And I had um, a stripper who was a housemate. And like, <laughs> I know, like, I fully support, you know, all like the, every career, you know, whatever yeah. you're doing in honesty and you're making money. That's like sex toys in the bathroom, like just lying around. I know. So it was like a lot for me. I was like, oh my God, like, what is this? So second episode of brown girls down under i'm shanali and i'm deshani and host for the evening um thank you so much for joining into the second episode of uh potty um hope you listen to the first one and i'm sure we're just improving as we go <laughs> this is yeah so just please bear with us i hope we're um, improving <laughs> Yeah, let's let's see. Let's just uh, graph the improvements yes, <laughs> along yes, the way. Yes, and I if guess, you do have yeah. any suggestions, do let us know as well. Yeah, what you and would what, like to hear. Yeah, exactly, and what yeah you guys would like us to talk about and yes. all of that. But yeah, let's get into it. How was your week? My week has been pretty hectic, I must say. I did mention, I think, in the last episode that we went back to school. So oh. this was my second week of school um, and it's, it was, it's been tough, but it's slowly, I'm slowly seeing the light. It's getting better <laughs> because obviously the kids have had like six weeks off school. So they're probably still in holiday mode. They're still getting yeah. used to things. So that took a bit of adjusting on their part as well as my part. And obviously like I'm their teacher for the first time. So it's yeah. new faces, new classrooms, oh, right. yeah, new is that, friends. Is that beginning of the year you get a new class? Do you have the whole class for the for the whole year? Yes, you have it for the whole year. Yes, but because oh, okay. I'm still new to this school, they haven't really seen me around as much. So mm. they're still getting used to that. And especially with kids with special needs, they get really attached to certain people. So right. yes, so that took a bit of um, effort uh, on my part mm. and... Yeah, there were days that I was like, okay, I, I'm walking out. I can't do this anymore, but I, it's getting better. It's slowly getting yeah. better. Um, I'm very glad to say that. Um, and but after having like six weeks off, do you find it hard to get back into that routine? Well, technically, I didn't fully have six weeks off because I still did work um, okay. like my other jobs. So it wasn't yeah. really completely off for me, but then... My other jobs are quite mindless work. I don't really have yeah. to think about anything. Whereas in this yeah. job, I kind of have to be switched on. My brain has to work. So I think that is the hardest part for me, trying to get my brain to switch on. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if it's hard for us, right? Imagine what it's to like a bunch of six, seven-year-olds who, right. who are like, you know, trying to navigate. Who doesn't want to be there. No. <laughs> and they're trying to like, you know, navigate their emotions and everything. So, yeah, yeah it's been a lot of, 
convincing of myself as well that mm. you know it's okay to have bad days and it's okay to have like I, yeah. I'll have like a really good day and I have like three bad days and that's okay yeah you know, that's that's how yeah it is. but yeah I'm glad week two is over so eight more weeks and then I get my holidays which I'm so excited for <laughs> eight more weeks eight more weeks I know I'm like I spoke to a teacher today and she was telling me it's like so we've done two weeks we need to do like four more of this and then we'll get there we'll get so yes i can't wait and you have the easter break right we do have the easter yeah. break we get holidays on the 29th of march so i mean who's counting right uh, me yeah <laughs> i mean look ever since i've been back from holiday i've just been looking at when am i getting the next public holiday i know holiday? when I am know. i getting the next public holiday it's never enough is it it's never I enough know. i think as yeah. teachers we are spoiled because we do get a lot of holidays but it's still never enough like We're but it's also when you're them. working you're you're working non-stop for so long you can't like you can't really switch off in you that can't. role yeah you can't you for honestly that. can't i go to bed thinking about everything so it's mm. tough yeah but anyway enough about me how was your week my week was good i think now that i'm in like a different so as a part of my grad program I'm in a different rotation okay. uh, now and it's a project management rotation like yeah. a project management team and going into the into this rotation I was very anxious like not knowing what to expect I knew it wasn't because I haven't done that sort of thing before like haven't done project management before so I was like very anxious going into the team but surprisingly i've just i don't know if that's because i've got a good mentor or i don't know if it's just the work it's just me enjoying the work but it's been really good i just it's very um it's definitely everything's new to me and okay. i'm not saying that it's like easy work it's definitely hard um and you have to be very switched on to keep up with everything because there's yeah. a lot of changes happening within projects um every day but i've just been really enjoying it i just like talking being able to talk to a different stakeholders contractors and people within your team and um i i think the project that i'm working on is also quite close to my discipline as well so okay. i've been loving it yeah, yeah so that was work has been really good and i don't feel like the time passing cuz okay. i remember when i first joined be, me being in a fifa role i'm just I remember always counting the days to like taking the flight back to Adelaide but yeah. I feel like in this role just time goes so quickly I don't oh, even really? okay. notice it so that's a positive. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um and been going to the gym quite often as well like when I'm in Adelaide. Mm. So that's good getting back into that working out routine. Do you you said um, you have a gym back um where you go as well I ha- I do have one on site but it's because there's so many people it's very busy oh, okay. unless you go there's it's the peak hour is like when right when I finish so oh, okay. I that's why I got a membership gym membership on, in Adelaide as well now yeah. because I'm I spend a lot more time here now as well so take trying to take advantage of that yeah um and what else did I do oh I watched this movie called animal okay. on netflix it's a it's a hindi movie do you watch a lot of hindi movies i don't but i like i feel mm. like the few i've watched have been really good but it's like honestly yeah. just a handful but what is this about yeah oh um so this one i didn't like i don't know how to explain it it's very messed up <laughs> 
wish I hadn't seen that. Oh, Look, really? I, that I, bad? No, well, I don't know how to feel about that. I'm very confused after watching it because... So, give you a bit of context. I think so this story revolves around... Um, Guys, if you haven't watched a, it, please... And you want yeah, to watch spoilers. it? Spoilers! Spoiler yeah. alert! I'm not please. gonna spoil it. Although the story is about a toxic relationship between a father and a son. Okay. And obviously, the father is a very busy, uh, a busy businessman who doesn't have a lot of time for his family. Right. And the, his son is like obsessed with his father and obsessed with making him happy and. Oh, making okay. him like he he just craves for his attention his father's right. attention and he clearly doesn't get it um but he's also very aggressive he come across very aggressive and very i don't know very it's not a it's not something i appreciate very much right, his mindset okay. is a bit yeah but is that the father or the, the son sto- the son and okay. the story revolves around this family whole family is a very um, successful business family right. obviously they're very rich um, and well off and they have a lot of political power and all of that sort of thing so they can do anything and get away with it mm. so because this boy lacks attention from his father he just tends to do the craziest things but anyway the father um, somehow gets shot or something and this boy is like hell-bent on killing the person who like okay. you know harmed his father it's just very toxic (laughs) but it also I don't know it makes me think like I and when I watch this I feel like these things shouldn't be like I feel like it's somewhat glorified in that movie like that toxic behavior but then I'm also not sure are they trying to glorify it or are they just showing it as it is and should art be Yeah. yeah should art just should anyone who creates art should do they have a sense of like responsibility towards that to show the society what's right and wrong or should just art be able to like should it should they be able to express their content as it is I don't know it's just made me yeah. think but I think it's a great I mean, area that is kind of yeah. hard to navigate and you kind of need yeah. to be in like a good headspace to kind of watch that and take the good out of it and you know let go of the bad yeah and there's a lot of violent scenes there too which is look i'm all for action like i love watching action movies and all of that but it's just like there's a lot of blood and i don't know it's i I guess i've never seen like a lot of gore yeah i've never seen that in a sort of hindi movie before i guess maybe that's that's why it like caught me off guard but anyway like but it it's like I think they broke like box office records and really? stuff like I think a lot of people a lot of people watch this movie and I think everyone has controversial opinions on it okay. but I just think yes it's worth a watch but then I f- I didn't feel fulfilled or I didn't <laughs> feel anything after watching it I was like what the hell was that <laughs> Okay but yeah if you want to watch it but yeah. anyway yeah I so watched, I did that I watched a few weeks ago um curry and cyanide did you watch that i saw that is yes. it good yeah so there's actually a podcast on it and there's a netflix series on it but it's funny because both stories are different like it's the same story but certain things in because i watched the show first and then i listened to the podcast and i was like mm. hang on that's not what was said in this so there was a few things that were not very accurate but it's 
it's really because it's quite close to home like it's in south india yeah so like a lot of the houses and like the villages look a lot like sri lanka so mm. like you know you would watch it and i'll just be like whoa is that like somewhere in gaul or something but then it's not like because it's very similar but it's what's the story about so basically it's um this lady i don't even remember her name now like they have very like western names like you know south mm. india a lot of south indians i mean this is me generalizing right. but they kind of have like very white names uh from you know colonization and all that um so yeah it's this lady that she marries into like she comes from a very poor background and then she marries into this well respected family and then her mo- mother-in-law in like the family she marries into the mother-in-law is like a teacher and she has a lot of like influence over people in her house as well as in her mm. village and then this lady kind of wants that you know that glory and that attention and that respect that the mother-in-law has but then she has no way of getting it so she kills the mother-in-law she basically like mixes cyanide in her food which is why which is where the name comes from like curry and cyanide so she starts with that and then she kills the mother-in-law and then she kills the father-in-law and then she kills like she just works her way through the family like basically because she enjoys it she wants the same kind of power and money that she didn't like that her family has but she didn't have growing up and then she basically just kills everyone who she thinks is in her way of stopping her and it's crazy like it's nuts if you like watch it because if you look at her she looks like this very normal lady and her name is i think joy or some some really like contradictory name like that (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny um and then she even kills like a child like a two-year-old yeah which is like so heartbreaking so she's basically a serial killer but then there's so, so much. So this is based on a true story. It's a true story. Yeah, it's a true, and it's quite recent. It's quite recent. Like it happened. Oh, wow. I think from like 2006 or something. Don't quote me, but I think it's 2006 to like 2020 or something. Like it's so oh. recent. Um, but it's crazy. Like how no one noticed it, which is like what blows my mind because everyone died the same way. So it's like you yeah. think that at one point people would stop and be like, "Hang on, this is not right." You know, she's everywhere, but for some reason, people don't get it until the very end. And then if anyone suspects it, she kills them off as well. So it goes on like that. Is this like where she's like based location wise? Is it like a pretty rural area or are they superstitious? It is a rural area. Um, They would be super. They didn't really mention anything much about superstition, but then it's crazy because she actually like tricks everyone into believing that like she makes like she forges all these like certificates to prove that she has all these degrees and then she goes on to be a professor she's not but for 16 years she pretended to work as a professor at a university so that she can gain the respect that her mother-in-law had like over the village how do i get that confidence i I was like how did no one guess like she was going to work every day and no one just like money wasn't coming in like that makes no sense oh so she wasn't actually working as no, a no, professor no. So she the, was just pretending she, she was, was pretending oh. she was pretending and there was like another side of it where she's basically like in, there's a lot of like sex and stuff going on so i think she was kind of involved in like 
a brothel oh. or something like oh it's like a mind it's messed up yeah it's like <laughs> okay. i, I, I mean, that's it. more messed up than animal <laughs> honestly but it's like it's crazy yeah. and then she gets arrested and she has like nothing on her face she's just you know oh. you know like it's nuts like it's it's worth a watch but then like i said then you listen to the podcast and you're just like okay there's a few discrepancies there but still like okay. it's so good i finished it in like one day i just like mm, wiped it off because okay. i love that anyway is it shown as a documentary or is it is it it's shown deep? well it's like episodes but it's more like okay. you know they're interviewing people and that kind of thing so it's like kind of like a documentary but just not one okay. episode yeah it's a few. Right. but it's very Ooh, interesting i might watch that yeah if you're into that which i am i'm fully into like true crime yeah. and stuff it's something that's very interesting yeah is um <laughs> The story of Anna, Anna Delvey or someone. Have you heard of no. that? I I think I think MJ watched it, but okay. this um I think she's like a financial fraud or someone who just okay like no. yeah I think she took out loans from all these banks pretending oh, to be okay. someone she's not like I just I think she's like half Russian half German okay. she has this weird accent that I think. She either has an accent like a German accent where she's but she's not German or she's either yeah something like that but I love her accent. Oh. <laughs> I love the actor who plays her. Oh, right, but okay. yeah, she was in jail and she somehow got I think she's done her time in jail now or something like that but I've always wanted to watch that as oh, that right, as okay. well but yeah. Oh, I might actually watch Karen yeah. Sana. Yeah, definitely add it to your list cuz there was a lot of talk of like hype about it um on oh, social media nice. but yeah so well that oh, was I yeah that. a little bit of that was information yeah, that about was... what we've watched and what we've done this week how's the um how's the weather been over there is it has it cooled down a bit it has cooled down a bit uh, we had i think it was on tuesday we were meant to have like crazy storms where like mm. it was supposed to flood and all this stuff and we were secretly hoping that <laughs> school would flood so that we can stay at home but school, <laughs> school didn't flood unfortunately um <laughs> but um yeah it, it literally... I wish that happens on side but I live in a desert so <laughs> yeah but yeah this just it just rained one day and nothing else it was just such a flop such a fail um, <laughs> but it's been it's gotten cooler like today was i think 32 degrees and for me to say 32 is cooler cooler is big yeah yeah because queensland's okay. usually like 40 degrees and it's like death but yeah it's getting I, i'm just waiting for summer to end like i feel like summer just makes me really angry summer in queensland makes me really angry <laughs> and i just like you know when like i'm really stressed at work and then the heat just makes me just even gets angry. to you <laughs> just honestly i'm like <laughs> like stop annoying me <laughs> so yeah it changes my personality yeah. so yeah Yeah, but it's cool. getting better. What about in Adelaide? I agree. I think well, I'm not in yeah. like I think it's cool it's cooled down a bit and it's cooled down a little bit on site as well compared to last week which was okay. like like 45 like crazy de- crazy temperatures. But um yeah, it's been actually cold in the morning, which was very surprising because I don't have any like Adelaide. Yeah. Cuz usually when I come out of my room, when I come out of my camp room, I'm just hit with a uh, <laughs> a, a, w- a warm wind or something which is yeah. like 29 degrees like at mind you this is like at 5 45 in the morning like yeah. um 
29 degrees but yeah i think last week it's been like 16 17 oh what okay which has been weird because i come out of my room and then i go back inside and put on a jumper and then no go way. again yeah. and it's still yeah. very much summer isn't it like yeah in the middle is, of summer yeah. yeah yeah oh okay cool yes yeah, so moving on from how our week was and what we've been watching um i think last week on our first episode we discussed a little bit um about what made us or why we moved here and you know what made us move here um Mm. i think our listeners would like to maybe hear what really led us to move here and if we dive a little bit deeper into that i'll ask you the question first ash like what Mm. made you actually want to move here was australia ever on your radar or did it just happen suddenly or how did that go it um it did i think i I don't think I've ever, when I was doing, so I moved here for my bachelor's, yeah, um, for my higher studies, but when I was like, so before you do your bachelor's in Sri Lanka, you generally do your um, advanced level exams, yeah. so when I was doing that, I, like, moving to another country, I haven't even, like, given it any thought, I haven't, like, I haven't even imagined, like, it was, I've never, I was never thinking about it, okay. it was not on my radar, so I did my advanced levels and then I started doing SIMA after oh, that. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, and then, like every other person on the yeah, uh, that's intro true. line. Class. I did it so too. I, was, I did it too. Oh, did you finish it? No. Absolutely <laughs> not. I think I did like three exams in the first stage. And yeah, that yeah that's that exactly what I did. I think it was just like such a trend back then. It, it was is like, a trend. You do your A-levels. Because I think everyone thinks that it's like a good sort of skill to have mm, either way because it true. opens up parts to other mm. I guess careers and all of that yeah but I, I yeah so I did I started doing that and then somehow um one of my father's friend's daughter had moved to Australia for her higher studies or something so my parents were talking about it and um I think uh they were like asking me and like is this something like we want to do and then I personally I, I just didn't like I was just a floating child back then I was just like yeah whatever <laughs> I just want to I don't even care I just want to spend time with my friends have fun I, I think was you're at like, that at that age right like after finishing yeah. school like you're not gonna think about like uni and I'm all just that. I'm just I was just at that age where I was just saying yes to everything <laughs> so I was like sure why not but I, I, yeah. I but when I said that I knew 100% that I was like like I knew I was like thinking this is never gonna happen but sure um but then my mom like if anyone knows like if anyone knows about anything about her is that when she sets her mind to anything she wouldn't stop until it's done okay so she's like okay she seems slightly interested in this so let's go talk to a migration agent (laughs) or like a what do you call those people education Education consultant yeah So we go speak to someone and they're like, oh, you want to do engineering? Cool. These are some of the universities you suggest. And I'm like, yeah, sure. So was engineering um, your goal or was that kind of something well, that was... Well, I did, I did maths for my advanced okay. levels. So okay. I was either going to do like a, a specialized degree in maths. Like for this, it was like, I hadn't thought about it, but it was either, I was thinking if I were to do that, I would have done like applied maths or... Okay 
something like that or statistics or something like that if I I I'm I was I think pretty sure that I wouldn't get into like engineering I wasn't sure but um but even yeah so that's quite kind of what I thought I would have done so was local but uni never an option for you or you didn't I think I had just done my A-levels and I I don't well I would have obviously if I got selected to local uni I would have definitely gone I think okay but I think at the time there was so much um, talk, like so many discussions about how universities were, you know, the starting days were getting pushed mm, back yep. and like, you know, like all of, all, all of that. Um, but yeah, we had this and we, we were talking about this or so we went and spoke to this education consultant and I was like, oh, okay, like I'm pretty happy with that education consultant. I was like, yeah, okay, we, we spoke to that person and, and my mom's like, we can't just po- speak to one person. We have to <laughs> get multiple um, opinions. Wow. <laughs> and then we... And I'm like, do we really want to do this? And then she dragged me to speak to these three other consultants. And then we're like, okay. And we get. It like, sounds like you and your of- mom have very different personalities. We do. But then I feel like now I'm becoming. You're turning her. into it. You're morphing um, <laughs> into her. That happens. That happens. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and then we. So somehow we went with the first person that we spoke okay. to. And then, so I think, I feel like me applying for universities getting my offer letter and all of that happened within a month oh wow so I didn't even have a time to like sort of process (laughs) things and then somehow we get the offer letter then we pay our fees and all of that and then um before I actually get my visa my mom booked my tickets wow (laughs) your mom's a (laughs) go-getter no she packed my bags (laughs) She was like, yeah, so I'm ready was, for this girl to get yeah, out. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you, I, and we also, because I, um, so I, when I, I studied, I did my bachelor's in Swinburne. So they were actually, they had a Navaloka College yeah. of Higher Studies in yeah. Sri Lanka at the time. So I think they had just started that. So okay. we went and spoke to them as well. They're like, you can do, you can actually do your first year with okay. us and then go to Swinburne. Yeah. And then my mom, and, and that would have actually allowed me to do one more year in Sri Lanka and then right. yeah. come to Australia for three years. My mom's like, nope, you're going there for the four She's years. out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I, but I'm glad that I did that though, like... Um, but there's 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 up there's pros and cons exactly. with that. But I'm yeah. glad I came. I think that just allowed me to settle down pretty quickly as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it all happened very fast. And then within like three months, we've booked my tickets, and then and then I've and somehow we ended up in Australia. So <laughs> I, m- my mom came with me because she's like. This girl's not gonna do anything on her own. <laughs> I'm just gonna come, uh, come here and settle her myself. Yeah, so yeah. she, but I'm glad she did. And yeah. then, um, yeah, and then I started going to uni. And um, after three weeks, she left. Yeah. Um, and the first day, like first day after, she, so I had like, so she, I still remember she, her flight back to Sri Lanka was on a Sunday, and I had lectures on Monday. Mm. And I woke up and I was like, what the hell am I doing? I'm just by myself. I just, I remember this very clearly. I made myself a cup of tea and I threw up the whole thing. I was no like, way. yeah. And, and I was like crying because oh. I had to walk my, because uh, I had to walk to this uh, bus stop 
and that wasn't that far either but i was just like crying i'm like how am i gonna how do am i gonna walk on my own? <laughs> yeah i was like <laughs> i think that's when it first hit me that i'm right. like by myself yeah so were because, you like in a yeah. share house or something or how like yeah okay. i was yeah what were but your housemates look, like they they were amazing. Okay. I had like two um th- they were all Sri Lankan. Oh, okay. Um there were two girls so two girls who are actually who were actually older than me, a lot older than me. I think 5 or 6 years older than me and they were quite they were really nice. Yeah. Very welcoming and you know they and it was quite weird for me at first because back home I'm the I, I was the oldest child in my yeah. family. Yeah. And then in a, in Australia, suddenly I'm the youngest, youngest child in this yeah. share house. So everyone's like very, everyone was looking after me, and everyone's yeah. like taking care of me. Which, not gonna lie, felt really nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so it was a bit of a different experience. But yeah. I, I'm so grateful to have had them. So that was, I think that made things a lot easier. Yeah. Obviously, when you first come here, I think my experience was like. When I first, I'm, I, I usually had, like, I'm always used to having a lot of friends. Mm. So in Sri Lanka, yeah. I had a lot, like a big friend group. But yeah. all of a sudden, when you come here, because there's a lot of um, changing variables, right? You don't, you're in an unfamiliar environment. Yes. Yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't have the, cons- like, people that are familiar to you around yeah. you. Yeah. It's just a lot, yeah. And then all of a sudden, you have to do your uni assignments and yeah. all of that. But yeah, I think it just, everything went fast pretty quickly and you just had to adjust and yeah. yeah you kind of have no choice, you just have to. Yeah, and then you, that's, that's, a, that's the other thing I think because you have no choice, you just, yeah. you know, you just suck it up and do it. Yeah. And did you start working straight after or did you take some time off? So, yeah, so I remember when, so I printed out resumes because my mom made me. <laughs> I printed out resumes and she would just drag me to all these supermarkets and everything. Your and mom's like, such yeah. a boss. <laughs> yeah, she is. And then so I handed in some resumes and yeah. Um, but then after she went, she, she was there with me for three weeks. So after she went back to Sri Lanka, I think I got a call from one of the stores that I handed in my resume to, like a okay. pizza shop. And then I started working there straight away. Um, so yeah, that was good. Okay. And I think I settled down pretty, pretty quickly. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's my very chaotic, um, <laughs> moving to <laughs> Australia experience. What yeah. about you? What made you move? Mine was, um, I think like, I think I mentioned it last week briefly as well. Like I always kind of wanted to move, but I was mm. kind of not really motivated to do it. I was like, eh, it'll, it'll happen eventually, but I can't be bothered to, you know, take yeah. steps to do it. <laughs> you know, that kind That's of thing. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But then Ryan and I started dating and then he was planning on coming here. So that, I feel like that was my motivation. I was like, okay, mm. I have to move now. <laughs> so yeah, it was like. Like my dad told me, like he had promised me a long time ago. He was like, okay, yeah, you do your bachelor's in Sri Lanka and then you can move for your master's. So I was like, yep, time to live up to that promise. I need to go. (laughs) But in my case, it was different because my mom didn't really want me to move. Like my mom really wanted me to stay um, because she, I think, yeah, she was like, she she was going to miss me. So she was kind of like, she wanted us to stay. 
Um, but then I was like, no, 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 you know, and like I was very like because I was the only girl, I was very like protected mm. and very sheltered. And like, that's not really my personality. My personality mm. is very much like I want to be independent and that kind of thing. So I was like, no, I yeah. need to go. I need to, I need to break free. So yeah, like <laughs> Makes I had- me feel so bad. I feel like my mom just wanted to get rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> no, very, very much the opposite in this case. Um, but I basically did, cause I remember I was working full time then. And then in mm. my breaks, I would go to all these like education consultants alone Ooh. and because it was close to my work and I would go there and I would talk to them and, you know, have all these plans. Then I would just basically go to my dad and be like, OK, these are the documents. Like my dad didn't even really have a chance to say yes. I was just like, it's happening. These are the documents. <laughs> Give me the documents. You promised. <laughs> yeah. And he was he was kind of like, oh, OK, OK. And these are the documents. And it just happened so fast. But. I had to push a lot. I was pushing and pushing. Um, And I think, yeah, it happened for me as well. It happened quite fast. And then I think in November. Did your parents know about Ryan? They did. Back then? Yeah, they did know about him. Um, But yeah, it was just, I think they had some trouble. My, My mom had some trouble letting go. So, Aww, but then I mean, like, like I said, like we've got family here, so it's pretty like Australia is pretty familiar to us. It's not like mm. unknown territory or anything. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it happened quite fast as well. And then we moved. I think in, I moved in October or November 2015, and my mom came with me as well again. Mm. Um, but yeah. by that time, like to be honest, I started looking for jobs and stuff when I was in Sri Lanka. Like I was very oh. proactive with a lot of things. Yeah. Because uh, I'm very much a planner. Like I sound, I think mm. your mom and I kind of sound similar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm very much a planner. I yeah. like, I was looking for places and like apartments and um, like mm. share houses and jobs and everything from the like time I was in Sri Lanka. Um, and yeah, I moved to a share house as well. I think it was like, it was quite a big share house. There were like six bedrooms and um, I was the only kind of Sri Lankan or like brown person. Everyone like, Ooh. I had like, three European housemates and how did you find Australian. it it was actually really nice because like I mean Brisbane's very different to Melbourne where we don't have a lot of Sri Lankans so mm. I didn't really like even back then I think it was way less than what it is now so we did we mm. had like way less Sri Lankans so um I actually really liked it so one of the the housemates um Polish housemate that I had she actually ended up being my bridesmaid as well like, because we became really close. Yeah, like, it was really nice because, um, like, back home in Sri Lanka, you know, we don't have a lot of, you know, people of color. It's very much like yeah, that's true. basically different shades of brown, right? Like, that's what yeah. we have. Whereas when I came here, like, I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to be living with, like, four or five, like, white people. Yeah. This is, like, And you different. haven't been exposed to that before. No, absolutely not. Yeah. And, like, one of them, like, the girl who was my bridesmaid, she was, like, fully vegan. So that was another mm. thing that I was exposed to that I didn't even know what vegan was back home. Yeah. I had no clue. Like, she doesn't eat anything, like, honey, nothing. Like, a very strict oh. vegan for health reasons. Like, a very strict right. vegan. So that was another shock to me. Um, and then like my mom stayed with me for a few, like a couple of weeks, I think. And my mom being the typical Sri Lankan mom, she's like, she cooked a lot of food and gave all, like everyone, like we would have like family, like dinners every night. But then a lot of those people, they couldn't really eat spice. 
So my mom had to like really tone it down and like, but it was so nice because it was like, you know, we were exposed to their culture and they were exposed to like my culture. And it was so nice. Like, I think we lived together, that same group of housemates, we lived together for about an year and then they kind of moved back to Poland. Um, And then I, yeah, I got, I stayed in that share house for five years, which was like traumatizing, (laughs) but... (laughs) Yeah, it was like we had because we had like a constant revolving door of housemates. And oh, I've had some very questionable, interesting. very interesting housemates. <laughs> I had I had um, a stripper who was a housemate and like, <laughs> I know, like I fully support, you know, all like the, every career, you know, whatever yeah. you're doing in honesty and you're making money. That's- if it makes you happy. Yeah. Absolutely. I completely yeah, support Yeah, for sure. That. But it must have been a bit of a... Um, shock like moving from a very conservative culture like ours exactly and the other thing was to be honest she was not a very nice person so if she was like nice you know I like it honestly wouldn't have bothered me at like in the least but she was like very young I think she was about 18 Um, and she would like yeah she had like a pole at home and which, you know, it was... Like in her room? No, outside in like the public space. Room is fine, you know, but like outside. So she would practice a lot. In, in the living, like in the common space? In the she common had a pool? space. In, it's like, so we had like the upper floor and lower floor. And then we had like a balcony outside on the lower floor. So she would set it up there. And then we had neighbors complaining because they had kids who would, you know, see this. Yeah. Because like, ah! I think she was kind of like quote-unquote not appropriately dressed for kids to see so they would complain you know that was like a lot yeah that was a lot of drama with this girl because oh my god like like I said if she was a great housemate if she was a nice person we would have had no problem at all but it was she was constantly like stealing like food she would like use all my utensils like my blender my toaster just leave it dirty like lying around don't strippers get paid a lot I don't think she got, I think she was quite new to the industry. So she probably didn't get paid much. So she actually needed to practice. (laughs) Yes, she did. She did. But I was like, you can be nice, you know, like we, like we are fully like supporting you. If you like, if you want to do this, I absolutely, but you don't have to steal our food. You don't have to steal. Like she would literally, like I would have like bottles of water in the fridge and because I boil my water, I don't like the taste of water in Brisbane. So I would boil my water and drink it. And I would have these bottles in the fridge and she would literally take my bottles and drink it and then just leave the bottles in her room. And then I would see the bottles when I opened the door because like her room was right in front of me. And I was like, girl, like I can see you with my bottles. Oh my and God. Why? And then she would deny it. And I'm like, what the hell, you know? Like, so like <laughs> things like that would happen. And like, she would yeah. just bring very questionable people home. And like, we just didn't feel safe. Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then she would like, go into the bathroom because we were sharing a bathroom unfortunately and she would hog the bathroom doing like snap streaks i don't even know what that is but oh i know oh my god like videos and stuff (laughs) so like i mean good on her for like making a living but i was like come on you can't inconvenience us at that expense yeah that's right and that's something we're not used to like i guess of course coming from how like coming from a con like coming from a country like Sri Lanka, but like um, considering how we're raised, we're always raised 
in a culture where like you're you're trained to put others first so you're always accommodating that's true but it's it's quite different living with different living with others living with strangers I guess Mm. um who you don't know and strangers with from different cultures I guess it's also quite challenging at first but yeah it's a a, like she would have like honestly like sex toys in the bathroom like just lying (laughs) around I know so it was like a lot for me I was like oh my god like what is this so like it was I used to complain to the like the real estate agents I was like I can't live with her like she's making it so difficult you know like and they would have parties at home and just like leave a mess and like you know really disrespectful behavior like that which like if you like you know, we are all working, we're all studying, we're all, we've all got, you know, things going on, but we don't inconvenience you at that expense, you know? So don't do that to people you're living with, you know? So we had, yeah, a lot of issues. Anyway, in the end, I was like, okay, either she goes or I go. So you guys, yeah, you guys need to decide, but they didn't want me to go because they knew I was responsible. So they, they just like didn't renew her lease and she was out. Mm. So yeah, we, I think she was like the most, stressful housemate I've had and I've had after that I've had other housemates but they've been fine like I've had Indian housemates and Nepalese housemates and we got on like you know like a house on fire but yeah like those five years I lived there were very very interesting yeah yeah so a lot of culture shocks and a lot of lessons learned (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so speaking of culture shocks um how was how did you adjust to the system here did you have any kind of culture shocks that took you by surprise I guess I guess when I first moved I still um had a lot of because I lived with lived in a shared house with other Sri Lankans um and they had other Sri Lankan friends so I was I got to know I I got to be a part of that Sri Lankan community a lot I don't think I think I kind of lost because of that I think I kind of lost the chance to like like get to know other cultures like people Mm. from other cultures I didn't I I don't I I think apart from uni I don't think I've um exp like I've had a lot of friends out in other cultures um but obviously at uni I had a lot of Pakistani friends Mm. and um I had a lot of Asian friends especially and look to be honest I joined the I joined the uni diploma program when I first um started Started, uni um and there was only two girls including myself in that program engineering program and after like after like three weeks the other girl dropped out so it's just me um so but that was like I didn't feel any different I just I guess I was like I was never I I didn't feel any any like I I didn't feel uncomfortable at all so that I think that was okay but it kind of um helped me be closer to other um friends because boys they're quite friendly so it's not hard to be friends with boys I find it so yeah um so I think that was uh that I think one of the culture shocks is that growing up in Sri Lanka you don't it's not a multicultural country you don't you only like you don't see that many cultures but not so much yeah 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 you don't necessarily see 
a lot of people from other cultures. Mm. You'd see occasional white people yeah. who are like there as tourists. Yeah, that's but true. But other than that, you don't you really don't go to school with people. Yeah, you don't engage with them yeah, exactly. any other way. Yeah. So I think that was really good, like especially in uni, engaging with people from all these different cultures, trying their food. I think food is the best way to engage oh, or like get close to someone yeah. um, from another culture. So yeah. experiencing that. Um, and in Sri Lanka, like growing up in Sri Lanka, the sort of um, – content that you consume is mostly american i feel like mm. i don't think i've necessarily consumed a lot of australian that's content true. that's true yeah. so i come i came into australia expecting it to be the sort of you know expecting white people to be like what i've seen in american mm. movies and yeah. i've just realized okay they're completely different yeah. from americans yeah, absolutely. um from the way they speak to the way they eat food and all of that um so that was a bit of a i think shock um not necessarily in a bad way it just was different from what i've expected yeah um yeah that was i think yeah some of the cultural shocks i've experienced what about you Yeah, I think like what you the point you made about American like culture and Australian culture is so different, so different. Mm. Um, but yeah, like I said, like because I was somewhat familiar with Australian culture in general uh, because yeah. like I was exposed to it. It wasn't as much of a shock to me because I kind of came in ex- like knowing what to expect and yeah. I think I was like fully prepared to like you know have friends from other cultures that being said my university my first university that I went to my first master's degree the it was very much like targeted towards South Asian countries there were absolutely no um like Australian people at all it was all just very much like you know you could tell that it was one of those institutes that the educational consultants from South Asian countries were given were giving priority to so it was mm. all sri lankan more, more than even sri lankan it was like pakistani indian of course um few sri lankans a lot of south americans um mm. but i didn't really make yeah i didn't really make a lot of friends in uni um i just had like a like a very minor handful mostly because like i didn't really go to uni much i did a lot of like you know self-study yeah self-study because yeah. i preferred to like work as much as i could that's so, right yeah because yeah. so. that's something that's obviously important when important. you first go to australia exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly i think the first thing that i noticed when i went to uni and, and i think this is a positive and this is a good thing yeah a lot of uh, another shock was their education system oh yeah um absolutely. i think a lot of things that i um had to learn in uni i had already done them for my advanced levels in sri lanka oh, okay yeah so i was quite familiar with the syllabus familiar with the content because i had already done it um, for my in, in school in sri lanka yeah so for an example like if i take um, one unit that i studied was analog electronics yeah so i might not we might not have had the whole syllabus um um in back in sri lanka but mm. it we had studied enough to get the hang of it and just you know I think it was easy to grasp the the other 
30% off that syllabus. Right, okay. So that kind of, you know, I kind of got the feeling like, okay, I can get away with not going to every lecture. Mm. I did go to most of the tutorials because right. you would actually solve problems in yeah. those classes. But I was like, because when you first come, you also have to balance, you also have to earn money so you exactly. can pay rent and yeah. you know, save up money. Exactly. So that that is a priority, that is an equal priority. Absolutely. So I kind of like made a plan in my head. It's like, okay, I, I can get away with not going to these lectures, so I'm going to work in that time. Yeah. So... Yeah, that was a, I don't think that was a cultural shock, but that was, I had never done that. Like I had never worked in Sri Lanka. Yeah, because it's not so, a thing, like the whole, yeah. um, this is something I think would come, that would come as a surprise to people listening overseas and listening in Australia. Like the whole part-time working culture is not a thing in Sri Lanka. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's slowly happening in, in Colombo, but that's such oh. a small, because I know my brother worked part-time at like a cafe after school oh, for a little nice. bit but it was quite a shock like even to my parents they were like like what is he doing you know like what 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 is this and I was like no no, no. Yeah. Let, him, let him do it it's yeah. okay you know yeah. because it's perfectly it, normal yeah it should happen you know it really does yeah. change you and like kids work yeah. here from like the time they're 14 you know it's exactly it's like it really changes you and it teaches you a lot so it's something, 100%. yeah, that is not very common in Sri Lanka. So I think, like you say, when you, like, you know, we had to do that, it was like another shock to us. Like, how, how do we do this? You know, like, yeah, how exactly. Do we yeah. Yeah. And I think that kind of gives you a lot of like working in those roles in whether it's retail, whether it's hospitality, it gives you a lot of perspective about what others go through, what other jobs are like. And Absolutely. it, make sure that you respect each person regardless of their job regardless of how much they earn like which is which is a which is a very like shocking um experience for any Sri Lankan because it's a complete opposite over there that's the thing like you know if you think about like something like a plumber or like a carpenter here in Australia they would have to go through a lot of training and like TAFE and you know do all these courses to get to that yeah. and like people like sometimes aspire their whole life to be like a plumber or like become a trainee yeah. whereas back home it's so unheard of that you know yeah. it's you know like hardly anyone becomes like aspires to be in those roles because it's just yeah. like not something we are taught to be it's either you're like a lawyer a doctor an accountant or an engineer or something like like even teaching for example or a family disappointment <laughs> exactly exactly like even those are the only options only options yeah like even a teacher like like it's it's not really considered a real job you know like unless you're one of those yeah but I think something we need to understand um as a nation (laughs) as Sri Lankans is like we cannot survive without plumbers. Oh, absolutely. We cannot survive without farmers. We're not going to survive without teachers. Absolutely. We need to understand that all these occupations mm. are necessary and absolutely. a part of our society who had so much value to our society absolutely. and we cannot exist without no. each other. Yeah. So and they and everyone regardless of what they earn or what they what they do for a living deserves and needs to be respected. Absolutely. Like even something That's the like bare the minimum. <laughs> Like a cleaner, like a cleaner. Yeah. There's a thing, there's a role called a professional cleaner in Australia. 
Whereas yeah. back home, like that's not a thing. And I think at the end, like one thing, like it boils down to, of course, like the mindset change. But it also boils down to like money because obviously it's like, the accountants, the lawyers, the doctors, the engineers, they're the ones who earn the money in the country. Not so much yeah. like, you know, the plumbers or the cleaners or the yeah. carpenters or, or, you know, so if you want them to dis- like get that respect, then they also need to be compensated, you know, fairly yeah, 100%. for that. Yeah. So that they could yeah. afford a lifestyle that is somewhat yeah. similar to what everyone else affords, you know. I think that's that's what's the that's what the big change like over here in Australia is Absolutely. like a, a plumber can earn the same amount that an engineer Absolutely, can yeah. and they both can have the same standard of living. Exactly. Um yeah and to be honest I think plumbers earn the big bucks. They do. Because they, they do. do the hard jobs. Do. That's yeah. why. Yeah. 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 I don't I don't think it's a very pleasant job to do. So yeah. Of course, you know, like they, and they, they get compensated. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like they also have a big responsibility on their shoulders because, yeah. you know, that's why they study for it. And, you know, they're accredited yeah. and they have all these things because they like, you know, if something goes like they do some job and then it goes wrong, then, you know, that could affect a lot of people. So yeah. they're kind of responsible for that as well. So it's. And I think that's also like, um, everything standardized here so everybody needs to work um there's there's a there's a system that's governing all this of how everything's done whether it's i don't know whether it's plumbing or whether it's like electricians or all of these stuff um and they have to study enough to get that qualification to be able to do that but i think in sri lanka you don't necessarily need to study comes from experience or it comes from just because your father does it and then you learn from him and which is still valuable i think um but yeah yes that's true but yeah that's very different very different and there's good and bad in both but i think Sri Lanka as a country, we have a long way to go. And I hope it's our generation that's going to change it. So, yeah, (laughs) I think it is. I think we are taking a step towards, we are taking steps towards the right direction. Yeah. But yeah, I think everybody needs, I think everyone just needs to know and see what good looks like. Yeah. I feel like they need to experience what they could be. That's true. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, Like some people don't have the option of, you know, like we were very lucky, I think, that we were given the opportunity to come here and see that. Yeah. And see the other side of everything. Whereas not a lot of other people have that. And I think even platforms like this, like us talking about all this and like other podcasts Mm. and other like, you know, like videos and that kind of thing of people living overseas. Like if people in Mm. like back home watch it they can kind of like if they're open to it it's like oh okay so there is yeah. you know there's the grass sometimes is green on the other side and there's stuff that we yeah. can learn from there so exactly you just kind of have to be open to that i think yeah, yeah. and i think yeah yes i agree we're coming from a very privileged privileged absolutely space. absolutely um but at the same time nothing's stopping you from taking a step towards the right direction yeah. nothing's taking us nothing's stopping you from making your surroundings mm. um you know grow and ma- making you take a make, making you help yourself grow yeah. so that you know that's gonna help you stay happy and stay and, yeah. positive and just change like and, it's yeah. just a change of your mindset you know that's what it is exactly like, yeah that's all it yeah. is that's what it starts with so 
Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of retail, I think you we were discussing briefly before about, you know, the whole calls and bullies, yeah. like drama that's going on at the bar. I don't yeah. know much about it, but like, what is exactly going on there? I don't know the whole story. I just briefly seen a few TikToks about this, but okay. um, given the inflation rates and I know like I'm, I'm sure this affects both Australia and Sri Lanka because I've been in be, like I went to Sri Lanka a few yeah. months ago as well everything's so expensive, so expensive. I think that's just everywhere Everything. in the world yeah everyone's yeah. experiencing that yeah yeah but I think a lot of people in Australia in particular have been complaining about how retail stores I think to the the biggest um, retail giants which are like Woolies and Coles they've just increase their prices crazy by a crazy amount and everyone's noticed that and everyone's been complaining about it and I saw that the government's like I don't know someone's questioned it and now they have to come to court and defend their prices and how they came up with these prices because everyone seems to think that they're earning crazy profits taking just hiding behind this inflation Mm. the the banner of inflation they're just um earning big profits and all of that yeah and have you seen these videos of um like these influencers or like just people with like social media accounts going into like supermarkets and lifting the yellow uh, special tag you know like the special tag would say oh like half price (laughs) $16.50 and then they raise the tag to the original one and it says like $10.50 and then it's like okay but it's is it really on half price then you know like yeah so clearly someone's not being doing their job properly because that white tag would have to be changed so that's not happening But yeah. it's just really funny to see, you know, like, yeah. because like it makes sense. It's really hilarious. But having yeah. worked in retail, like, or having, like, still working casually in retail, I understand that, like, you know, those little steps that we miss can sometimes just be, you know, like exaggerated on social media or yeah, like in of the media course. Yeah. and 100%. just like blown out of proportion. It's just really funny to see from the other side. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. And I, th- I think I saw a video recently about, um, well, not sure if this is uh, how accurate this is, but um, like there was one aisle in calls, the whole aisle had yellow tickets on them. So okay. everything was discounted. So everyone's saying, oh, because of this whole um, attention that they're getting uh, because of like raising oh, okay. all these prices, they're trying to compensate for them right. and then just, you know, bring their prices down by putting, you know, everything on sale. Right. But yeah, it was just crazy to see how the whole aisle was like filled with yellow tickets. Yeah. I mean, it is but, true though. Yeah. Like, have you been like feeling the pinch of like grocery oh, of prices and stuff? Yeah. It's crazy. I yeah. think when we were I think MJ and I I remember like in 2018 I feel Mm. like or 2019 even um we used to buy groceries for the week for 30 dollars I don't know how that was (laughs) back but mind you we were only making like budget meals back then we were just making a big pot of like a massive pot of pasta or a massive pot of like rice and curry yeah like we were because we were students back then so we were just on a tight budget budget, but our maximum would be like and our maximum would be and we were living in a share house as well but 
for for both of us, it was just maximum would be like fifty dollars a week. That's insane. I don't know how we did that That's like because it cost us. How is that? Yeah, wow. I I don't know how we did that, but now it's like. If I can just get it done by a hundred bucks, it would be a miracle. I know it is. It's <laughs> it's crazy now. It's gone up. Like it's you just like you just go to get one thing, and then I mean, obviously you end up getting a couple of things, and it's like a couple of hundred yeah. bucks, and you'd walk out, and it's like, what did I even get? You know, like I've just got a couple yeah. of things, and how is this so expensive? Like yeah, yeah. and I'm, I'm like I don't even shop at Woolies anymore. No, same here. I go same to I, yeah, I go to Aldi. Same here, same here, and I'm but very lucky. The, the thing- I, I live close to a um, market, so I just mm. get stuff Ooh. from a market, like a farmer's market. So, Do you find that, is that cheaper? It is. It is a lot cheaper, definitely. Really? And a lot of stuff is fresher because it's like mm. directly from the farmer. And I've started doing this uh, new thing. I don't know if you've heard of it, but like, have you heard of ugly food? No. Like, I know no. it's like a funny word, but it's basically like produce that is like fruits and veggies that are um like a little bit like perfectly imperfect is like the term that they use basically it's like blemished or it's shaped a bit weird you know because if you think about it like these big supermarkets when they source their produce they're very particular with what they look like so oranges Mm. have to be perfectly round and perfectly orange like no blackness on it because obviously they go for that visual like that draws people in but at the end of the day you're just like you're just paying for the look you know it tastes the same regardless so i saw a video recently like some insane ton of oranges had been dumped by a large supermarket because they were ugly you know so there are companies that actually go and i know it's so sad discrimination yeah it is it really is how they look yeah and like (laughs) they couldn't just stay to humans yeah like imagine how that affects the farmers because obviously like you know when they grow seasonal fruit and veg like their livelihood is depending on that and then they're being told or something that is out of their control like how how can they just like you know decide how ugly an orange is you know (laughs) i can't believe we are just calling fruits ugly. I right know, oh exactly. So there are companies that actually go to these farmers and then buy directly from them and sell to people at something like 40% off, you know, oh. the retail price. So I started actually doing this weekly box now that um, is from this company called Funky Food. Um, so I get like six kilos of fruit and veg. It's basically like a pick of like whatever is in season, what, whatever yeah. they have and then I can pick like on top of that I can pick extras that I want so this week okay. I picked like extra lemons extra melon extra mango that kind of thing you can still pick that kind of stuff but also get like a random selection of fruits and veg and even but they're like, perfectly good inside absolutely fine nothing wrong okay. with it at all so and then you can get like I get free range eggs so you know eggs are quite expensive yeah. when it's free range oh Yeah, so I get this like um, a dozen eggs. I get two dozen. So one box is like $4.50, which you can absolutely not get in a supermarket for a dozen. Mm. Um, And then like a loaf of bread, like sourdough bread. This week I got like pumpkin sourdough bread, which is a rescued loaf of bread. And it was $1. So... You know, things like that. Like rescued bread. Yeah, it was it's called rescued. I, <laughs> I know. It. It's so cute, right? It's rescued bl- bread. Aww. And then you get all these like veggies. Like 
The only thing is that you can't really plan your meals, but then once you mm. get the box, you kind of plan around the box because yeah, that's the. I think that's more sustainable. Exactly, and then I think it also kind of exposes you to other things, like rather than cooking the same thing every single day. So, like yesterday, yeah. I got these two weird-looking melons. Or I don't even know what it was. It was just like these two coconut-looking things, and I was like, "What on earth is this?" Like I've never seen it. I sent it to my mom. I sent it to people I know. I'm like, "Guys, what is this? I don't know what to do with this." I googled it. I couldn't find it. And then I wrote to the company, and I was like, uh, "Guys, help me out. I don't know what this is. Like, what do I do with it? How do I eat it? Like, do I cook it? What?" And and they were confused as well. They were like, "Okay, let us just check on this and get back to you." And then they got back yeah. to me, and they were like. Like, oh it's called a santa claus melon and i was like what like what is a santa claus melon like first of all it doesn't look like a santa claus and second of all like what like i've never heard and of it and it's not christmas i know <laughs> but apparently it's called a christmas melon or a santa claus melon so they were like oh yeah just wait till it's like yellow and then you can eat it and i was like oh cool so that's like i love that because i would have never yeah. bought it in store cuz i have no freaking yeah, idea what it is mm. and now i'm just like waiting for it to ripen i'm just watching it waiting it for it to ripen so that i can eat it mm. you know like expanding my my taste buds you know so yeah it's are great. you quite experimental with food usually i am yes i mean because i don't eat meat i'm kind of limited but when it comes to I, you don't eat meat are you vegetarian i'm pescatarian i was vegetarian for a long time but now i'm pescatarian oh. so which is like oh. seafood yeah so um i'm kind of limited in that way but i love exploring like different cuisines and different spices and things like that so yeah because i feel like you know food is like such a joyous part of life it's such a cliche. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like sometimes I get so excited thinking about the food that I'm yet to eat. I know. I just love that's, it. That's all I do when I'm on site. I'm like, I can't have the food that I want. So exactly. I just dream about you it. You just dream about it, um, right? I know. Yeah. I know. I know the feeling. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. yes, I have, so, a, I have a long life ahead of me where I'm going to eat all this food. <laughs> yeah. So look, I didn't know that you were a pescatarian yeah. until now. So how do you... Do you struggle with getting enough protein? So that's why I actually had that? to go because I was vegetarian, like I mentioned, and I struggled to get enough protein because mm. I'm not a huge fan of tofu because soy kind of like doesn't agree with me. I like tofu, but sometimes soy doesn't really agree with my body. Yeah, I tend to break yeah. out quite badly, so oh. I have to be quite careful. So because of that, I was like, okay, like I'm not getting the protein that I need I can't drink like whey protein because I again I break out so it was like a constant struggle of like trying to find what works for me have you tried any plant-based protein I have I didn't really like it as much but I just started having one like last week I'm trying a a pumpkin seed plant protein which is actually quite nice like I've had um plant protein before but i've never really liked it like pea protein and stuff which i didn't really like but pumpkin protein is actually like somewhat nice does it taste like pumpkin does it does have like the after you know the pumpkin seeds it has that aftertaste of pumpkin seeds but they've sweetened it with like natural sweetness so you get a taste of that but i mean Hmm. like sometimes like you know it just does the job you know but then yeah so basically that's why i was like okay i need to kind of get more protein because I was feeling mm. so, like, unenergized. And I think that was, like, mm. you know, there are plenty of vegans and vegetarians who do the protein thing really well. 
and they can do it. But yeah, it was just with my lifestyle, it was not working out. So I was like, okay, yeah. I'm going to have to like make a sacrifice and I'll have to have, you know, seafood occasionally, occasionally. Yeah. So I have the occasional salmon and prawns and that kind of thing just to yeah. keep up my protein and tuna. Um, so yeah. Oh yeah, tuna. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. Can do you have do you eat eggs? I do eat eggs. Yeah, I oh, do eat eggs good. and like yogurt and stuff. So I try to like get my protein in that way. And then when I went to Sri nice. Lanka this time, I actually did all my blood tests just to check if my blood work was fine because I was a bit worried about my protein, mm. like iron levels and stuff. Thankfully, everything right. was fine, so nice. I can just continue doing what I'm doing. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I think in like I th- I don't know if this I'm sure it's not because like they don't have enough vegetables or anything like that. But I think I feel like in Sri Lanka you get I don't know if it's because your parents cook food for you or there's a lot more options in terms of getting your protein or well a lot more grains a lot yeah, more. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know different types of food that I think I don't do. I don't eat them as much in Australia like here is because I don't necessarily know how to cook all of that mm. I think that's why I'm missing out on a lot of do that do you mean things but like also, like um like green gram and stuff or what kind of stuff not necessarily mean? I feel like in Sri Lanka they make a curry out of everything oh right? that's true they know Absolutely. how to they 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 know how to cook a, the same vegetable five different ways Absolutely. and I think yeah I, I just don't think I I feel like I eat the same things every now and then. I feel like I just That's eat true. the same things in a different way, in a curry or like in a stir fry. Mm. But it's the same vegetables. Like it's the same like, you know, popular boring vegetables. Whereas like, you know, in Sri Lanka, you make curries out of cucumber and things That's like true. that, which I don't necessarily do. Not that I've, like I've never enjoyed cucumber in that way, but I'm just like, I feel like there's a lot more variety in Sri Lanka. Maybe, like, is that yeah. because you're in Adelaide and you feel like you are not exposed to, like, the Sri Lankan produce? Or, like, like if you were in Melbourne, do you think that you would have Oh, I that, think or? the produce is just there. I just... Oh, you just... Because I don't know how to cook, cook most it, of it. Okay. I don't... But I just buy the boring, like, popular vegetables, like yeah, the like carrots, the broccoli, the leaves. Yeah. 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 yeah, but in... I guess in Sri Lanka, you don't really have a choice. Your parents cook it and then you eat yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they do and then such your a parents, good job. <laughs> yeah, they source all these vegetables. They're like, oh, I haven't had this in a while. I know, and they've right? obviously, like I think. And my mom would like yeah. kill someone to get kos. Like, if she yeah. sees kos, she would just run after them to buy kos. But like, we don't have that here. <laughs> yeah, and I think in sh- like growing up, our parents have had a lot more produce than we've, yeah. I think we've been exposed to. Yeah. Or I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess. So we're just kind of missing out on that. And maybe, like, our kids wouldn't have, like... That's certain, true. Like, they would probably never heard of, like, a, I don't know, you know, cucumber salads. Or I don't know if they yeah. would ever have that. I mean, we wouldn't... That's true. Because people are now moving... We shouldn't, but we're moving towards the easier processed More foods and all of that. That too. Yeah, That's true. But, yeah. That is kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. This so I guess... Fun conversation. Yeah, we, we went. Just... We covered a lot of topics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we went on and on and on yeah, today. So, but it's been which great. I think is good. I think um, 
Yeah, the flow was yeah. quite good. I'm so. sorry if we bored you guys. Like, we kind of, I think I kind of forgot that we were doing a podcast and I was just chatting to you. Yeah, we're just, <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, yeah, I guess, I mean, that's that's what we're meant to do. Exactly. Like, that's fun, that's kind right? of our intent so. it to, for it to be yeah. very casual. So I hope you didn't get bored and I hope you enjoyed yeah. it at least to an extent. I hope yeah. you didn't turn it off and go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we love you either way. But yeah, okay. I know. We, we would, we <laughs> would yeah. prefer if you stayed to the end. <laughs> yeah. We would love to hear everyone's thoughts and maybe more things we could discuss yeah. and, you know, And if you have anything to add to, like, the conversations we've had today, like, you yeah. know, you can, like, message us and tell us. We've, we're in the process of having an Instagram account as well. So, yeah, um, right. you know, you're more than welcome to approach us there and, you know. Yeah, send us your questions, suggestions, any topics you'd like to like us to discuss, to see what our thoughts are on those topics. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think we're gonna call it a day. Yeah, I think so. Yes, absolutely. Well, that was a good chat and I look forward to the next one. Yeah, thank you so much for joining Mm. uh the uh, the brown girls down under yes. i think the name is quite new to me still it is we're getting but used yeah, to it thank, <laughs> yeah thanks for joining the potty um and we look forward to seeing you have a good week podcast yeah, yeah have a good week yeah you have too, a good week see ya see ya bye